Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Sachin Raja. Sachin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Ken. You're very, very welcome. So for anybody who's not familiar with Sachin's work, let me just give you a little background. He is known as the private transformational mentor, advisor, and confidant to the powerful and influential. He's a remarkable living synthesis of Eastern wisdom and Western practicality. Sachin combines the power of the warrior and the wisdom of the sage to inspire audiences and leaders worldwide to live their highest impact and personal fulfillment. Having invested 35 years of rigorous study and practice in both creating enlightened business growth and developing higher consciousness, he's the leading authority on expanding success while serving the greater good without sacrificing the joys of personal life. Sachin has impacted over 100,000 students from over 50 countries around the world through his global human potential company, Warrior Sage. Sachin leads private one-on-one retreats for CEOs, high-impact individuals, executive teams, and is a corporate cultural advisor and trainer for elite companies. His fearless and heartfelt style transforms your limitations into strengths and your life into peak existence. Sachin, do me a favor. Would you let our audience know, how did you get started doing this amazing work you're doing now? (laughs) Well, I started off in martial arts when I was a youngster, and I had phenomenal mentors who were living these virtues and high principles. They were tapped into a a dimension that was from the old days. They had courage, valor, love, compassion, humanity, as well as they were kick-ass warriors. And so I was very blessed to have these uh, good men be my mentors and inspiration when I was a young fellow. And then I continued that path. I was influenced by Bruce Lee and David Carradine and the TV show Kung Fu. And Mm -hmm. so those particular philosophies made a big impact, a big impact in my life. And from there, I continued to study and went into healing arts and all the different forms, many, many, many different forms of raising consciousness. My whole intention was how can we live more greater truth, greater purpose, live with reality and love, you know, every day in life. So that's been my main, my main focus, you know? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And since I've had the privilege of, of working with you, I, I know the powerful impact of what you bring to the table. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to ask you, since we focus on partnership here on the show, I, I'm curious, what's your like your favorite guiding principle? Or maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a mantra, but what's that thing that brings you back into partnership when you found you kind of gotten off the path and off in the weeds? That's a great question, Ken. I, I actually do have a dial-in question that I ask myself regularly. And I ask myself this when I'm in a 
a calm place. I ask myself this when I go into the forest or go into nature and I like to shut the doors off to everything else, you know, just shut the doors off. And I ask this question and it's an invitation for anyone else who's listening. Feel free to use this. And the question is, what must I do today to love, live, and die completely without regret? So let me ask, let me say that again. What must I do today to love, live, and die completely without regret? Now, that's a very pinpointed, searing, penetrative question if you allow it to be. So who do I need to love today that I that I need to so I can love without feeling that I've got anything left in my bank? I'm holding back resentment. I'm holding back stuff from before. I want to be able to love fully today. Um without regret. So that's love. What must I do to live fully today without regret? So for today, for me, it's I'm going to train hard after our session here. I'm going to uh, go into the gym and do jiu-jitsu. And then I'm going to go to the beach because I've my buns off for this last few weeks in a row. Today is my first day off. Um, and so I'm going to, so for me to love fully or live fully today, it's my time to treat, to unplug and treat myself. And then what must I do to die completely without regret? Well, is to let my children know, my wife know that I love them unconditionally, that I'm there for them. I feel if I fulfill those three today, what must I do to live, love, and die completely without regret? Then I'm at peace. My mind, my heart, my soul is at peace. So if you ask that yourself, Ken, and everyone else who's listening, ask themselves that with real inquisitiveness. Whatever answer comes from within, if you do your best to live it, to actually put it in place and implement it, I guarantee you a life of freedom. Wow, that that is so powerful. Thank you, Sachin. Most well. Yeah, and you know, to me, the that like the most powerful word in the whole thing, or two words, I guess, is without regret. And it's so easy for us to procrastinate and to put things off and I'll do that later. But the truth is we don't know if we have a later. Exactly. You know, I had a, one of my uh, good friends uh, the other day, he lost a friend. There was this wonderful man who was very empowered young man in his uh, early thirties. And they were out on some uh, trip out in BC and one of them, one of them fell into the water. One of the friends, and two friends jumped in to help save this lady, and all three passed away. This just happened. Wow! And this was the most empowered, beautiful young man. And I was like, you know, it was a loss. But at the same time, the valiance he demonstrated, and the other gentleman who jumped in and tried to save this uh, lady friend, I went. It's true. We don't know when we're going to go. We don't know what circumstance might put us into what intense or extreme circumstance, or who knows what's around every corner. We could be fearful, we could project our consciousness, we can think of what dreams we want to fulfill, what goals we want to achieve, what things we want to avoid. But at the end of the day, the stark reality is, is we've got today. At the end of the day, no matter how it's, how beautiful our future philosophies are, if we believe in past lives, future lives, or what else can be coming. The stark naked reality is we only got today. That's evident. There's no proof of anything else. So I think in this today, 
we have the crucible, we have a beautiful container to live a whole life just today, <laughs> let alone tomorrow or the day after. So I like to see every day as a beginning and an end of a full life. And by having that type of approach, it jazzes me, it, it, it sobers me up to what's in front of my face, it makes me a deeper lover to my wife and my kids, and it also makes me a greater servant to all those I serve. So I feel the, the, this ancient philosophy of being the now, that might be very uh, hard to do just being always in this moment, but let's at least be in this day. <laughs> mm. Good start, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that our, our listeners have said they love about this show is how generous our guests are in sharing their own personal stories. And, and what I'd love to ask you to share with us, Sachin, is take us to a time in your life when well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and, you know, tell us that story. What happened? What were you doing? What did you trip on? And, and ultimately, you know, what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? Well, I was fortunate enough to grow a very large human potential company, my organization, Warrior Sage. We grew to a, giving close to 100 live seminars around the world, making a big impact on many, many people and serving so many people. And it was a beautiful, profound, and very evocative time. And then about, I'd say about seven, eight years ago, I was at a retreat I was giving with my wife. And I went swimming in the ocean. This was in Hawaii. And through some stupidness, really, it was my own silliness, um, I went into an extreme area where the water is just to prove my – it was an, it was a macho ego thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, to be straight up. And I almost drowned. Wow. And I was – it was literally the grace of God that, that brought me back. Literally. This, what happened to me was a miracle. So I made it somehow to land – and after that, I sobered up. It, it, it really struck me deeply. And I, and I saw my wife's face. I saw how her, when she saw me coming out of the water, that I survived. I, I felt the, you know, the kick in her gut. Like all my friends, my, my team thought I was dead. So it made a huge crack in their souls and in mine. And from that day on, I realized, you know what? I had to look at my values. I got to relook at what's important to me. And I started re-scripting and recrafting my life. And after seeing my wife, I realized I was spending so much time on the road, three quarters of the year, making a big impact on humanity. But then I was, you know, my own wife, my own children were, were missing their dad, missing their husband. So I had to turn that around and say, listen, I got to take care of home. I got to love my home front first and then grow from my home front rather than make a big splash on the planet, and then my whole my backyard is starving. So that was a big shift for me. And I wound down my company. I made it very small. I went into very boutique leadership training. And I got to tell you, it's the best thing I've ever done. Hmm. I didn't make the same amount of money I was making. I didn't have the same fame and reputation that was growing. But I, but letting that go, I got to have the depth of love from my, from my wife. And I got to have a sacred relationship with my children. And nothing can replace that. So that was a big turnaround moment and helped me reorganize what is truly important for myself, at least. Yeah, you know, I love that story, Sachin. And what I love about it is, you know, sometimes it does take that kind of a big dramatic wake up call. Yeah. But it doesn't have to. 
it's so funny because people wait for like, well, I haven't gotten this big, you know, wake up call. It's like, you don't have to. If you know there's a reason you need a wake up call, pay attention. Take the smaller exactly. ones. Don't risk your life to get the wake up call. And if other people have risked their lives and are burning out and you see friends, family, colleagues, inspirations in media that they've had a turnaround, you know, the wise man learns from other people's experiences. They don't always need to go through everything themselves. And so I believe that we all can learn from each other's um, critical moments and these pivotal moments. And like you said, brother, we don't have to go through it ourselves. We can learn and we can apply that before it gets to any type of extreme experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, Sachin. This is a little subtle shift on this this topic because I'm, I'm wondering what's a time in your life when you, you kind of had one of those duh moments, you know, where you're like, um, yeah, I can't believe I've been doing this for so long. What a knucklehead I've been. And, you know, when you woke up like that, when you had that epiphany, it actually created that building block for, for future partnerships. Tell us about that. Again, I'll come back to raising my children. They're 21 now. My daughter and my son is uh, uh, 19 now. And when I grew up in this martial art environment, it was ultra-masculine. Mm -hmm. And it was ultra-challenge-oriented. Challenge, challenge, challenge. It's like that movie, Kill Bill 2, where the master is only never giving praise, only chiding and pushing and... Uh, giving a you know a reprimand right mm -hmm. and that's how I was growing up because I thought that's the best way to develop and, and help and love my my family and I didn't realize I was crushing them with only giving challenge challenge reprimand more challenge uh, although it was my way that I had oriented myself to grow I wasn't recognizing that there's a feminine and masculine within us and that the masculine I realized that's the part within us that grows through loving conscientious connected challenge but then there's this also this rich feminine essence within us all which grows through beautiful and loving and connected praise acknowledgement edification so I started seeing how I would be crushing my daughter my my wife by giving lots of challenge but not enough praise love and acknowledgement my, to my teams as well. So recognizing this, I started adopting in this philosophy of give praise and challenge, loving praise and loving challenge, and give what's needed in the moment. So if someone is more masculine, like my son, more so I'll seven, eight times, seven times uh, out of 10, I'll give him some loving challenge. But once in a while, I'll give... and. Maybe 30% of the time I'll giving lots of loving praise. My daughter's the opposite. She needs lots of love and praise and acknowledgement. And then um, a little bit of challenge. So I've learned this the hard way, but now I'm dialed into it. It makes the world of difference. So that's that's a huge distinction that's that's made a big difference in my family life as well as my management of my teams. That is enormous. I love that distinction, Sachin. And, and as you were you're sharing that, I was recalling the experience I had working with you at the Inspired Man Weekend, and I was like, that was the difference. It was that blend of praise and challenge together. Not just challenge, 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 which obviously you just shared, and I've certainly been to men's weekends that are like that, and it's like, 
okay, I got it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm fine. I, I can move on. I'm a little bit more balanced than that. And it's not that interesting when it's just one-sided. But it also it does give that uh, that balance. And you know, one of the things that that I found in, in partnerships has been so important, especially with the masculine, but with the feminine as well, is you know that appreciation, that praise, is what fuels you to have the motivation to take on the challenge. Well put. Well put. Exactly. Right. You know, we're human beings. We need to be uplifted and. We need to have a challenge that takes us to the next vista that, that pulls upon our energy to go, yes, there is a greater possibility. Let me draw out more focus, more intention, more presence, more effort. And But if we keep only edifying or pumping that side out with this, you know, there's this whole crush it philosophy out there, crush mm-hmm. it, crush it, crush it. And there's value in that personal challenge of pushing yourself. But unfortunately... If we keep doing that, it's like the ancient yin and yang philosophy from, from the East, from China. If you just go yang energy, which means crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, and most of your focus is on that, sooner or later there's going to be burnout, mental burnout, physical burnout, burnout in relationships, burnout in connections. Because what, who, if you're just hyper strong after a while, no one's going to like you after a while, and you probably won't like yourself after a while. And if you're on the other end where you're just floating around in la-la, praise yourself, everything's all love, love, love land, which is beautiful at the beginning, but can event- if, if we just hang out in that flow state, just flowing and wherever I feel like going and doing, but there's no real emphasis or direction or higher purpose or meaning or intentionality, then it's like a boat on water without a rudder. You're just moving it around, but there's no directionality. And we can get lost in life and lose our passion, lose the vivaciousness of life and just uh, go into a state of apathy and that there's no real meaning. So I believe the beauty of having um, all these aspects, direction as well as inspiration, makes up, makes up for a whole, more whole being. I, I call this distinction the warrior sage. The warrior is one who has courage, direction, purpose, and moves towards it valiantly in spite of fears. And the sage is the wisdom within us, is the joy, is the part that laughs and giggles and loves and realizes, hey, let's take it easy. Let's not over cramp ourselves. Let's enjoy the life that we have right now. Let's let's not always just strive for more. What do I already have that I could be fulfilled and joyful with? So to me, the the merging of the warrior and the sage elements it makes for a rich life, you know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. So I want to ask you, kind of switch gears here. I'm curious, Sachin, if you would share with us a story of what I'll call your proudest partnership moment. Maybe it was romantic, family, career, you name it. But I mean, what's one of those times where you think back? And when you think of that moment, you can't help but smile and be like, man, that was cool. Well, I'm going to come back to my wife here, my wife, Suzanne. And, um, you know, it's more than just one moment, Ken. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that we've been together 31 years now. Mm. We started off as high school friends, became lovers after high school when a friend reintroduced us. And it's the journey of being together that... And, and having, you know what it is, 
what it is, it, the essence of what I wanted to share is devotion. There's been so many times where shit has hit the fan. You imagine 31 years in marriage. Yeah. All, everything can happen. Everything bad to everything good. We've seen it all. We've experienced it all. I've screwed up, fucked up. She's had her challenges. But what we've done and what we keep coming back to is this essence of mutual devotion to each other's evolution. So we keep coming back. My wife keeps coming back to being devoted, not just to me as an individual, as a personality, as a man, but she recognizes in me that I've got some higher purpose to live. And she's devoted to that, not just my small humanness, okay, which can be faulty all the time. But the bigger purpose I live for that's, that's in my soul, she devotes herself to that. And I do the same with her. She's an amazing woman, but everyone has their challenges and upsets and bad days and no, no, we know we all have bad hair day and we have bad mood day, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but when I'm devoting myself to her evolution, what makes her the best being that she can be, the most fullest expression of life that she can live? When we co-devote ourselves to each other's evolution and well-being, not just for today, not just to to put bread and butter on the table, not just for sex, not just for uh, the joy of, of the fun things to do in life, but to each other's evolution, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual evolution. That to me, brother, has been the um, cleaving power, the power that we've had that we cleave to each other in the midst of anything. And that has only gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. So that's what I wanted to share from my heart, the power of cleaving together in devotion to each other's evolution. I, I love the way you just expressed that. Because I, as, as you were saying, I'm like, yes, this is, this is exactly what I, I explain to people is, you know, that is partnership. Partnership is about raising each other up to being their best selves, supporting each other in that path. And sometimes it directly involves us and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's getting out of the way. But it's totally about what we can bring to each other to take ourselves to that higher level that isn't really available solo. I mean, you might be able to struggle your way there, but for the most part, it's having that partner, having that support system, having that person that you can lean on when you need to and and you can support likewise. That's, That's, again, coming back to what you said earlier about the yin and yang. That's what creates the balance that lets us be complete. You know, there's another secret, there's a pivotal moment that we came to a few years back where we decided, we looked for psychologically in the back of our minds, we were looking for a back door. Hmm. And, you know, I know she knew that there was some psychological back door of fear, right? Like if this happens, then I'm out. If, If this bullshit happens, then I'm out. We decided to shut and lock and bolt up and, 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 and dissolve that back door. So there's no back door for us. There's no out. We always have to come back to the crucible of dealing with whatever shit, whatever challenges, whatever miscommunications, whatever areas out of harmony and, and, and flow with us. We have to deal with it. We don't have a back door. And that psychological, emotional, spiritual closing in, of that back door slamming it shut, locking it up, bolting it up so no one can ever open it up and ever again. Now, obviously, Ken, this doesn't count if someone's abusive and uh, for abusive relationships. I'm not talking about 
You should never be with anyone who's abusive with you. Okay, so this philosophy I'm espousing is only for people who are in a healthy relationship, right? So mm-hmm. that no backdoor policy that we made for each other, oh my God, that has ramped up our evolution, ramped up our love, ramped up our commitment, uh, and ramped up our love life big time, you know? Because there's a trust, there's a deeper trust, and we can feel it that there's no back door. And that has engendered such a powerful trust that makes us stronger, more sexier, more committed to each other, you know? That is fantastic. I, I, I love that. You know what it reminded me of, Sachin, is um, for years now when I, I try and help women understand the idea of the man going into his cave, I'm like, the reason you want to follow him is you think it's a tunnel. You think there's a back door. There's not. He's just needing some space. He can only come back to you. There's no other way to go. And that's what you just described is there isn't a way to escape. It's like, I may need to go over in the corner for a while, but I'm coming back to you. Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So... We've gotten to a part in the show, Sachin, where I I call it bring it all home. And this is where we're going to kind of step away from the stories a bit and and provide our listeners with some simple, concrete guidance they can, you know, take with them and apply right now. And what I'd love to know from you is what would you say is that the best or most powerful partnership or relationship advice you've ever received? Wow. Hmm. For me, it's the recognition that the feminine and the masculine within each of us is very unique, very powerful, very beautiful, and that there's stages of development in the feminine and masculine within us. The old school feminine and masculine is the Archie Bunker Edith archetype of the overpowering, domineering, controlling fellow who uh, is partnered up with a helpless, uh, a dependent, uh, you know, wife, and and they rely in, on each other. They're dependent on each other, but in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the next phase of evolution, which is, you know, where you balance your masculine and feminine energy within us, so you're whole unto yourself. You're not dependent on anyone you're healthy and independent you have strong and clear boundaries but then for me the biggest teaching and 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 relationship advice was if you've been living in this second stage a long time where there's this nice flow yeah you might get in arguments here and there you might not have that first stage energy pop up but the third stage is where for myself it's owning that i have a spine meaning courage and willpower and masculine positive force, as well as a heart. In the old days, it's just, you know, masculine would mean lots of spine, but with little heart. And then in recent years, the masculine meant lots of heart, but little spine. And I think the most powerful lesson and teaching I've learned now is in this era, where we are right now, that it's not only okay, but it's needed that we develop and we grow and we embrace and we love our strong masculine spine and direction and and um, intentions for ourselves and the world as well as an open heart that's loving conscientious sensitive awake aware and connected to the greater good 
both of it make uh, a, for a full human. And I feel that teaching and the embrace of that teaching and the living of that has made the biggest difference in my life. I'm kind of speechless, um, which isn't really good for a host of a show, but <laughs> that's, that is brilliant. And I, I love that, you know, having a spine and also a heart because it is so easy to get caught on one end of the spectrum. Exactly. And then we're out of balance again. Yeah. So thank you. So Sachin, what, what would you recommend to our listeners as far as like a book or a resource regarding partnership and, and why that particular one? Hmm. Well, one of my favorite books is The Way of the Superior Man by my mentor, David Data. Um, the Way of the Superior Man is one of my favorite books. And there's another book. I'm going to give you two of my favorite books, The okay. Way of the Superior Man by David Data, and another one of my mentors named Stuart Wilde. His book is called Infinite Self, Infinite Self. Both those books have been a cornerstone uh, for me and have really solidified my life. The infinite self is a metaphysical ride which has beautiful principles and teaches about uh, the warrior sage philosophy. And the way of the superior man goes deep into what I just shared around spine and heart, but how to live that in, a, in, in daily pragmatic ways. So both of those are very powerful and I recommend every man, everyone reads them actually. Those are awesome. And I, I don't, I haven't read Infinite Self, but I know The Way of the Superior Man. What I love about that book is people think it's all for men. And I've had more women recommend that book on the show than men. <laughs> really? That's interesting. Yeah, women love that book. Well, I think when women recommend it because they're hoping that the men in their lives might wake up to these principles. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it also helps validate their experience. Exactly. It, you know, one of the things I want to add to this, you know, in my recommendation, I, I really believe in Bruce Lee's philosophy of absorb what's useful, discard what's not, and come up with your own creations. So whatever I'm sharing here, I always put it out as these are my experiences. Test out what works, whatever sticks, whatever you find that expands you take, and whatever doesn't toss out. I, I don't really believe that there's one philosophy that's good for everyone. I believe that we're in the era and the age where we got to cross train and find the philosophies that uplift ourselves and keep us dialed into to who we are and keep us dialed into true fulfillment, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It still takes discernment and yeah. choosing for ourselves what, what really resonates. Exactly. Well, Sachin, I mean, I would love to talk to you for the next three days, but that's not how the show works. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let me let me ask you to do this. Would, would you let our listeners know how they can contact you and learn more about the work you do? Certainly. My warrior, uh, my uh, website is warriorsage.com. And there's lots of resources, audios. There's also a Warrior Sage assessment that you can take there that um, has some very powerful pertinent questions that will dial you in so you can see where you're strong in life and where there's perhaps some blind spots or some areas that can use some more awareness. So come to warriorsage.com and you can uh, experience that assessment and get some insight into your own self. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your insights and, and your stories. I, 
Again, I, I always learn something amazing from you, and I know our listeners have too. So thank you again for being on the show. Uh, Ken, most welcome. And everyone who's listening, all my heart and really grateful for your presence and your listening. And take some of this home into your own life and check it out and let me know how it goes. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.